for downloading episode 7 of the Blowbusters podcast. It is November 28th. I am Paul. And I am Brian. And today we will be talking about the film Wreck-It Ralph. Now, really briefly, uh, Wreck-It Ralph is about a video game villain, and he would like to be a hero or a good guy instead of bad guy, and he sets out to fulfill this dream, but in doing so, his quest brings havoc to this arcade world in which he inhabits. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well... Thank you for that very oh, description. You're welcome. <laughs> I did not pull that off of IMDb at all. No, no, no. At all. <laughs> Three of those words I thought of myself. Yeah, hey, Three or four. Well, as long as you put your own little spin on it, I think That's we're safe. Right. I cannot be sued. <laughs> all right, well, before we get into that, as was the case in the cinema, there was a little short shown before, I think, what was it, about six, seven minutes, something? Uh, yeah, yeah. Not too long, called Paper Man. And Brian, would you like to? I would a brief description love of that to one? weigh in. Um, I love that Disney does this; these shorts before the feature. I don't know. It just I loved it. I don't know. I, I don't know other way other way to say it than I loved it. It's no dialogue. Nope. It's black and white, other than the red lipstick on the um, note, and I believe yeah. her lips. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I believe that's the only color in it. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. It's gray, white, yeah. black. Yeah, gray, yeah, yeah, then grays. It is just, I don't know, it's like the sweetest bit of animation. It just makes me fall in love with that genre all over. Yeah. Because there's so much bad animation out there. And when you see something like this, you realize the potential of animation and the things it can do that live features can't. Yeah. It still elicits those same emotions, but achieves it in a different way. Yeah. And I don't know, I was moved. I, I have no trouble saying I was moved by that, and I was so happy I was able to catch that. Um, yeah, I, it's. I thought it was terrific. Yeah, I watching it. I to be honest, sitting down watching the film, I'd forgotten that there's normally a little short before it. And given the last couple of shorts, there was one which was I think it's called Night and Day or something like that. It's the two figures. One of them has a daytime thing. One of them has a nighttime thing. And so they're a little bit sad that they can't really meet and. Uh, yeah. uh, I thought it was a good idea. I wasn't too much a fan mm-hmm. of it. I don't recall what the show after that was, but again, I don't think I was too fond of it. And then this started, yeah. and I saw the animation style, and I was like, oh, thank God. Like This is back to my style of mm-hmm. animation. The, st- the thing I like is very, very good, fluid animation, uh, slightly sort of manga-slash-anime style in the bodies of the characters they weren't yeah. overly cartoonish no they're fa- fairly very you know, slender yeah very yeah. slender you know, the main guy is uh, you know, wears a suit works mm-hmm. in an office and watching the story unfold or, you know, he meets a girl who kisses this piece of paper and then she's gone and then he sees her again tries to meet her like, you know, your typical sort of trying to bump yeah. into each other not working but the way it's done, the pacing of it, I thought was fantastic as well. And yeah, he's trying to. I think he's trying to get her attention by throwing paper airplanes. Correct. Across, at between their two <laughs> office buildings, well, he sees her going yeah. presumably for an interview yeah, or something uh, across the way. But yeah. yeah, and you know, end up failing a lot. And then <laughs> uh, it's one of those things. It's like you know, he is. Just life happens, and yeah. <laughs> when, when you're caught in the mundane details of everyday life, and then you realize you have a moment, and you've got to take it. Yeah, and yeah, that's, he, that's what's so great about it. He ends up presumably either losing his job or going. Yeah, I'm like, whatever, it's worth it, you know. Just yeah. yeah. And then there's the fantastical element of the paper itself, sort of coming to life, and the aliens oh, yeah. too getting mm-hmm. together. Yeah. And yeah, it was such a fantastic piece of animation. It, it just so set me up in such a wonderful mood to watch Wreck It Ralph. Yeah. Um, I mean, I had worked a long day. I was tired. I like, I have to go see this because we're doing it today. <laughs> I still wanted to, but I was like, yeah. on the other hand, I'm like, oh, I'm tired. I really just like to go home now. Yeah. Full but, disclosure: He watched this yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. I, hey, I always get my homework done on time. Maybe yeah. it's last second, but I always do it on time. Uh, yeah, sure. But uh, yeah, I was. Kind of tired, didn't want you know, but after seeing that short, I was I was ready to go. I, yeah. was, I was really ready. I was in a great mood. I don't know, well done. Uh, yeah, thank you, Disney, for <laughs> continuing to do this stuff. Yeah, thank you for having good stories to tell, even if they are yeah. only a few minutes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, even like I did bash them a little bit at the mm-hmm. beginning for the ones I didn't like, but I'm not saying they weren't good. 
Like they, mm-hmm. They're still good. They're different. Oh, no, they Disney, stop making sequels. We can say that. <laughs> stop making direct-to-DVD and on-demand sequels. Yeah. We don't um, need the Fox and the Hound 6. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. with the exception of, obviously, like, the Toy Stories and stuff. Like, yeah. Well, the, the, the major, the major yeah. Pixar stuff, that's fine. But, uh, but just yeah, solo Disney. Solo mm-hmm. Disney, yeah. yeah. No, no sequels. Please. <laughs> no 104 Dalmatians or whatever it gets to. Yeah, material. Uh, <laughs> Alright, well, yeah. But, and basically, it, if nothing else, even if you don't see Wreck-It Ralph, just try and find this short. Try to find that short. I'm sure it's going to be on YouTube before it gets pulled down yeah. or on some <laughs> and, site. And I'm, I'm sure I think Disney releases their shorts on DVD. I would not be surprised to see that in the animated shorts for uh, Oscars. I don't know if that's in, it would yeah, qualify uh, for contention, but it should. But, yeah, let's hope so. That, <laughs> Again, just one of those things that makes you like really happy to go to the cinema mm-hmm. and just see these. Yeah, and just yeah, remind yourself you don't have to watch something for ninety minutes or two hours to for it to have an effect on you to or, not enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, also, even have like a, a full cohesive story and right? mm-hmm. rooting for the characters. And, yeah, again, and, no dialogue. Very quickly, just... exactly. <laughs> You're just in it immediately. Yeah, a lot of theaters close to Oscar time will put those shorts together, uh, the live and the yeah. animated. Yeah, and it's one ticket. And you know, watch them all. I highly recommend everyone do that. Oh yes, <laughs> a lot of good stories out there that aren't features. But on to Wreck-It. Alright, yes, Wreck-It Ralph. Well, this film, one of those films where it's you know, very much uh, sort of make you feel happy mm-hmm, <laughs> type of film. So, you know, the, the sort yeah, of film Disney that, should be. <laughs> yeah, the film that Disney does well, you know. <laughs> I did not care for Disney's take on Schindler's List, you know, that, yeah, that yes. was a flop, I don't, you know. But, uh. Yeah, I, I believe you have to search very hard to find that one. Yes, yes, only in my brain when you find that. <laughs> To be honest, I would actually like to see that, you know, Mickey Mouse as It would even sort of go along the lines of it and scratchy meets Hitler type wow, scenario, yeah. but still. But yeah, so always, you know, try to come off feel good, but... Yeah. And, you know, I would say this, obviously there will be spoilers and everything, the ending very much feel good. You know? Yes, yeah. As you might be surprised to hear, at, at the very end, everything is pretty much back to normal, only everyone's happy. Uh, yeah. the, the main guy who went off on his quest, because he felt unappreciated, is now appreciated. He, he goes on an <laughs> external journey, but the real journey is done inside. Oh, yes. And that's where he goes. Yes, you know, no, no cliches to be found within a mile of this film. <laughs> <laughs> Although, yeah, I'll say, you know, the storyline, like I said, or you said, is cliched, but I feel it's all in how it's carried out, yes. and this film carries it out very well. Yeah, well, Because, that's... you know, if you have strong performances, and, well, like this in animation, strong yeah. visuals, very much. So. I, I can overlook the storyline of, oh, I want to be something else, I yeah. want to be happy until I'm that something else, oh, wait, I'm happy being me. Yeah, 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 we've all seen those films. You know where it's going. Yeah. But you just enjoy the ride anyway. <laughs> At least I did. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Not to give too much away too early. But. Well, just to get into the nitty-gritty of it, this film was directed by Rich Moore, who you might remember from Futurama and The Simpsons, and uh, directed rather well, I would say, <laughs> based on the overall outcome. I'm sure he did a very good job there. It is the 52nd Walt Disney animated classic. Fun well, fact. Oh, yes. Very fun fact. <laughs> Write that down. Quiz later. And the budget of it was $165 million. And as of right now, <laughs> it has, as of right now, $190,478,699. So, yeah. And obviously, that's right now. I think it'll be in the cinema for a bit longer. I'm sure it will make it more on Blu ray and uh, DVD. Yeah, I've already seen the advert for the Wreck It Ralph toys. Oh, yeah. That bust through the. the uh, Fix It Felix Jr. apps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, actually I was surprised to see it was still 6th in the box office now this long afterwards was most of the three people 3 weeks since release uh, three, uh, about 3 weeks yeah I mean this uh, November 2nd so yeah so pretty, pretty much yeah it's just coming up to 4 yeah I think and yeah and this long afterwards normally you'll see it'll be the big surge at the beginning which it had and then it'll go down but to still be sixth in the box office at this point, and given that the films that are above it are, you've got Lincoln, mm-hmm. you've got this shit little thing, I, I don't know. <laughs> you got Kristen Stewart <laughs> looking very brooding. <laughs> yeah, again. yeah. 
<laughs> yes, the one the look Stuart. Time. Yes. <laughs> and uh, Life of Pi, I believe, just about Skyfall, obviously. Skyfall, yeah. That's going to be a big draw. Cool. And I would say, just going to Rotten Tomatoes very quickly, it's, you know, Rotten Tomatoes gave it an 86%. And the audience actually gave it 91%, but, you know, the actual aggregate score. So it's one of those films that, you know, critics liked it, and apparently the audience is liking it. So it's nice uh, to have both. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a very, uh, very nice little film. Going into the cast, Wreck-It Ralph is played by John C. Riley. No other than Dewey Cox himself. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I I will actually say, on the whole, I'm not the... Biggest fan of John C. Riley. Um, really? No stepbrothers? No. Well, you're, you're not a Will Ferrell yeah, fan I, too that, much. But. That's probably half yeah. of it, is that he's normally with Will Ferrell. <laughs> um, I, I have seen uh-huh. some stuff where... It's another one of those Will Ferrell things. Of, I like Will Ferrell doing the serious stuff. Yeah. And I, I think I like John C. Riley doing the serious stuff. John C. Riley, I love the dramatic stuff as well. But... Yeah. So, so, and it, this, I would say, obviously there's some comedy in it, but... It, it's a good mix of comedy and some serious moments in there. So it's, it's one of those things where I, I liked him as Wreck-It Ralph. You know, sort of getting, I don't know, John Goodman. Like the stereotypical <laughs> sort big of big guy, guy with yeah. a heart uh-huh. thing. Yeah. Sort of getting him, I think, a very good choice mm. for Wreck-It Ralph. And watching the film, I didn't really see it as John C. Riley playing Wreck-It Ralph. I just saw Wreck-It Ralph, which is always a good thing. So there are some characters I, that when you see it... You there were moments I still was like, oh, this is, this is John C. Riley because it, right. he has such an identifiable voice. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, that, there are some people that when they're doing a character, you just think, oh, this is <laughs> this mm-hmm. is him doing this. Yeah, and I was like very easily, like as the movie was going along, I, I have a pretty good memory for voices and stuff, and I was like, I knew like everyone, like pretty much, the yeah. main, all the main cast, yeah. well, pretty that, quickly. Well, to, to jump a little ahead in my list, there was one person who you couldn't not know who it was, Jane Lynch as oh, Sergeant yeah. Tamora Jean Calhoun. <laughs> That that character, like I, I don't want to say it made the film for me, but that character was so well done. Yeah. Like, it was programmed with the most heart wrenching <laughs> backstory. <laughs> where, I love it. Yeah, yeah. The, the whole thing of her character has been programmed with this terrible backstory where the one day that she didn't do a perimeter sweep <laughs> was her own <laughs> wedding, and of course her. Hubby to be is snatched from her just as they're about to say I do by these bad guys that they're chasing oh, in their yes. world. The, the flood of hero <laughs> duty. <laughs> yeah. It, I will say I do love the different looks of the characters in the film. They're yeah. all stylized to be yeah. of that genre yeah, you, that you, they portray. You know, looking at them, oh, this is this person is obviously from this style of game. This yeah, very CGI, style. very beautiful, or the block yeah. kind of pixely, uh, very skill-based games. Uh, yeah. You know. but, I love that. Or the, was it the... King Candy? Or, no, it was another character that was kind of jumpy a little bit. Just the animation uh, was not... Well, the the yeah. I I did love I I can't get over how much the little things really make it for me. The characters, not Fix It Felix, not Rick Rapp, all of the other people that are inhabiting the building that are you know in the yeah. game outside, and the way they're all just sort of up down up down up down like yeah, it's definitely that eighties classic arcade look, and they never don't do that. They are those characters. This oh, is oh world. yes, they're like just jerkily <laughs> lifting the martini glass like up and down. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and the the walking towards you where the feet are going quite far and then the hands just go up, down, up, down, up, down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that, again, like going into the the bit where Ralph is in the... You've seen it in the trailers. He's in the AA meeting for villains. <laughs> and bad and on or whatever. Yeah, I, I think that is it, bad and on. And everyone is there. You, you see like Bowser is very sort of CG Bowser. Then you've got Zangief. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <Love> Zangief. <laughs> right. 
Sangi, that guy. He made me think of Mongo from Blazing Saddles. I don't know. Oh, yeah. very, I would love to have heard Zangi, only pawn in Game of Life. <laughs> <laughs> would have fit very well. But. Yeah, so, cause, I mean, the lovely line, hey, you know, you are a bad guy, but that does not mean you are a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I apologize for my terrible impersonation. Oh, I like There you go, and Zangief is actually played by the director as well, so that was uh, a nice little thing. He also played Sour Bill, who I'm sure we'll get to. Yeah. And j- just skipping to that quickly, there were several names of the characters, especially in the sweet world, that I'm sure I would have found funny if I knew what the sweets were. Oh, yeah, you got all the uh, English sweets. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Sour Bill, I figured out, was almost certainly a sweet that was sour. <laughs> <laughs> well, you picked yeah. up on that, didn't you? Yes. Okay. And then there were, I wish I could remember the name of them, the two cops that were... Two uh, cops. I know were, one was Winchell, played yeah. by Adam Carolla. There was Winchell. No, I don't and then there was the, the other one. Was it Markowski? Was I, that him? I couldn't remember that. It was... And that was played by Joe Latrulio. Uh, it was fantastic though when they said the name because it was it instantly hit in my head like sort of oh that's clearly the the donut order <laughs> the mm. character was and it was it was one of those things where I heard that and then I started thinking I'd miss some things here like there, I'm sure that there were loads of other people that had these sorts of names and I was skipping over them because I wasn't mm-hmm. familiar with everything I'm sure if I'd seen it in England they'd have changed the names a bit to correspond with... Well, I didn't quite get all of them. I think a lot of them just sounded nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Flugger butter. I mean, I don't know right. what Flugger butter <laughs> refers to, but... Oh. So, yes, uh, jumping back to the, the cast list quickly then, uh, you've got Sarah Silverman as Vanellope Von Schweetz, <laughs> who was supposed to be the main character in the game Sugar Rush. Yeah. This, of course, being a major plot point revealed, I'm guessing major about the, I'm guessing about the end of the second act, roughly. Yeah. Wreck It Ralph goes back home, somewhat dejected. He initially meets this character, and he witnesses the car being broken, but doesn't doesn't stop that happening until afterwards, and he scares him away. He builds his car with the character again, and then after the meeting, car, yeah. Yeah, after meeting with. King Candy, who has told him that if she crosses the finish line because she is a glitch in the game, then the game will reset and she will die because she will not be able to leave the game. And so he then destroys the car, leaves, and then sees her picture is on the side of the game that they were in, which is a light bulb moment of, Hang on, <laughs> she can't be a glitch. She's on the cover. Like, how is that even possible? And yeah, I when it came to Sarah Silverman, again, she's one of those people that is. She almost sort of has the comedy where the fact that she's annoying is the funny thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I hate comedy coming from someone being annoying or someone making a fool of themselves. I tend to have trouble with that sort of thing. But again, this was just Sarah Silverman playing this innocent little girl with some genuine, somewhat heart-wrenching moments. Of, she you know, won me over. Yeah, yeah. I was, you know, annoyed with the very sweet, <laughs> high-pitched voice, you know, initially. Yeah. But, you know, she, like, her story and yeah, just won me over pretty quickly. But. Yeah, because it's one of those things of, you saw on the trailer of her just... So like, what do you do? What do you do? <laughs> well, you realize that her Ralph and herself aren't that different. Yeah, um, they're both outcasts. And... Yeah, again, a slight staple of the, yeah. of this style of thing. Well, well, it looks like she's got it made in this wonderful sugar land, and but then you, things see, aren't you do quite see as they yeah. appear. But... You see that she is a glitch. Yeah, when she and, starts glitching out, and then ev- everyone is basically like, you know, this. She's never won any games, so she doesn't have the coin to participate in the race to see who will be the playable character of the next day. And everyone is very happy to keep this that way. Uh, especially the King Candy person, played by Alan Tudyk. And <laughs> played, wonderful Alan Tudyk. Yeah, and played very well by Alan yes. Tudyk. I do want to ask you this. At what point did you start to think King Candy was Turbo? 
Or did it not click for you? Because I think... <laughs> I'm ashamed to say it did not click. All right. <laughs> just... Not until about 10 seconds before, but right. then there was a bit, you know. But, but for me, it was... Uh, obviously, you see him put in the Kanabi cheat code to... Oh, yes. Uh, I do... Gamers... Oh, yeah. What a great... <laughs> Little yeah. there, so. I mean, I'm sure we'll, we'll touch a little bit more on the game of the game, a bit the later. Game aspect, yeah. yeah, so he puts in the Konami cheat code to go into the ether of the game yeah, the, to the rearrange things. Yeah. And at this point, I started to think, how did a genuine character from this game, even if he's the king mm. of the game, get access to this? Yeah. And he's got such a vendetta. And then the more that he was pushing and sort of off the walls like because even the other characters in the game they're annoying but they're little innocent characters that are just sort of playing stereotypes yeah. whereas this guy is insane yeah. <laughs> he is an insane more of a king agenda coming from a yeah. psychopathic <laughs> way you know area and so it started to hit the point of because at the beginning they're saying like you're not going turbo are you when ralph is talking about maybe leaving and going off. And I did like that they, again, tangent, I did like that they didn't go into exactly what that, that was. was at that time, yeah. yeah. So they, they let you know, okay, this is something that is bad, <laughs> but they haven't told what it is, so we can think about it. And then they fully explain that a character called Turbo from Turbo Time started getting jealous of other games and so would leave his game and try and get into other games. Yeah. Leading to his game being unplugged. This, of course, yeah, it gets noticed by the humans, and yeah. they think the game is out of order, and eventually yeah. the death knell of the a video game yeah. being unplugged. Being unplugged. <laughs> yeah, that, that is, everyone mm. is made homeless, essentially. Or uh, poor Cubert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my Cubertese isn't so good. Yeah. Yeah, speak up. And so he is gone from there some at some point is clearly taken over he's either somehow taken over from the real king candy or he's well, just made created it up, a character yeah. which is entirely possible because as you see can mess with the code and, yeah uh, he's taken everyone's yeah. memories away so they i'm guessing they only know what's happened since he's done that Rather than he's taken away everyone's memory, they don't go that far yeah. into it. Yes, I don't know if he had a men in black thingy or what, what the device was. But yeah, but yeah so I, I started to twig, okay, this guy is obviously not actually from this game. And then well, they explained who Turbo was, and then I saw King Candy again after that. And I thought, okay, I'm fairly certain this guy is Turbo. Yeah. And then I, I think only about 20 minutes or so after that, it's when it finally flips and you see, yeah. okay, this and is Turbo. Turbo yeah. <laughs> and very well done. A good villain, I thought, because it's one of those villains that for your general moviegoer who's just going to see this nice film or something, they're not going to be sitting there thinking about it. So it will probably actually come out of left field. Yeah. <laughs> that this guy, it'll tweak that he's the villain when you see that the cute little girl is on the side of the machine and then it will be the switcheroo that it's actually a different villain. But whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, relatively sophisticated for a Disney <laughs> kids so, yeah. film there. And then the only other name I've got down here, actually, is uh, Jack, Jack McBrayer as Fix-It Felix. From uh, 30 Rock fame. <laughs> and, again, I enjoyed the Fix-It Felix character. You could tell, because he was, you know, he's... Uh, Handy plumber with the magic, uh, with <laughs> the, the magic hammer that yeah. he got it that he got from his father. <laughs> yeah, so it, he is Victor Felix Junior. Junior yes. I should point that out. And it is clear that he is from that era. He's probably modelled after a like fifties guy, where he's, he's a know, very shucks. Yeah, uh, you're a perfect casting, gal. by the way, because <laughs> anyone that watches Thirty Rock, Jack McBrayer plays a very country bumpkin type yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know it's just very polite and well mannered and doesn't want anyone to be uncomfortable or you know just be yeah. happy all the time and, and and you can see it as well because you know he's clearly like all of the other people in Wreck-It Ralph view Ralph with contempt and he doesn't but he doesn't want to make the other people feel uncomfortable. <laughs> so when Ralph turns up, he's outside the door, like, oh, yeah. Talk to you outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, toes the line very well, and then when he, 
ventures out. He's clearly out of his depth, but he, like, you know, still the sort of happy-go-lucky kind of guy. I, I really enjoyed it. it. Was one of those laugh moments for me when he's in the prison and the bars there. He's like, oh, I can break out. Hits the bar and then it, it becomes thicker. instantly thicker. <laughs> and just like, why must I fix everything I touch? <laughs> yeah. The utter annoyance at the fact that he can't do anything but fix yeah, inanimate yeah. objects. We all have our specialties. <laughs> yeah. 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 Some people wreck, some people fix. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, a, a lovely bit of writing where they started getting Fix It Felix Jr. together with Sergeant Tamora Jean Calhoun. Two people that are very polar opposites. (laughs) Never, yeah. And the way that they start with that, I think the two are about to drown in something and... Felix has been going on and on about, like, you know, oh, I kind of like, yeah, like, you know, clearly a little bit enamored with her. And then he ends up saving her by having her punch him as hard as he can while he then hits himself in the face with the hammer so he's fixing it. And then these laughing taffy things come down. I got that one. I got that one. Good for you. (laughs) And so he ends up, they end up going up and then it's the sort of, Oh, with the soft focus, and then yeah, yeah you, you realise that that was not something I was expecting. Yeah. But yeah, so they they realise that she actually does kind of have feelings for him, but then it's very quickly brought to a head by you see the laughing taffy coming in from out of screen, going oh, and it's clear that they're the ones doing this. So of course, one shot from the blaster. <laughs> And on with the mission. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would say just very good casting all around. You've got, obviously, as I said, Sour Bill, who is the, again, done by Rich Moore, who is the assistant to King Candy and, of course, has a very demure, uh, no announcing King Candy. <laughs> well, I, I really thought they were going to change it at the end because when everything is back to normal, you find out that the glitch is, in fact, the princess, the main mm-hmm. character, and then he rushes to her side and goes, <gasps> no announcing princess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was perfect. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Uh, I, I really thought they were going to change that, but no, they stuck it, stuck with it. <laughs> I do have to go briefly on another uh, right. one of my probably soon-to-be-famous soapboxes, but right. uh, briefly, um, wonderful casting, I will agree. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but uh, <laughs> that's not coming, did you? Yeah. <laughs> I know there's no going back, I realize that. I just long for the days when... Not all of your A-list actors were doing voice work. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, you see, I remember, you know, seeing like Fox and the Hound and Snow White and the Seven Dwarves and not knowing yeah. any of those voices. I was a kid. Yeah. I didn't care. Yeah. And that just always strikes me that this marketing is for the parents. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, maybe once you're 12 or 13, you want Jack Black to <laughs> play, you know, an animated character. Yeah. Only because he's been so many, you know, other animated characters. Otherwise, you don't, you know, or School of Rock, whatever. Yeah. You don't care if Dustin Hoffman is, you know, if you're nine, yeah. <laughs> he's playing some, you know, character in an animated film. But I, Yeah, I will say, looking at this cast list, you've got John C. Riley, Sarah Silverman, Jack McBrayer, Jane Lynch, and Alan Tudyk. Name one of those people that a six-year-old will have seen on a regular basis. <laughs> and if you should, shame on you, parents. Uh, well, let them watch the service of the program. Or... I will let Firefly slip because Firefly. it's not necessarily okay. bad for no, young no, people no, no, to be no, watching no. it. There's yeah. not too much in there. So, yes, everyone, let your kid watch Firefly. Absolutely. Seriously. <laughs> let them be a brown coat. But, I mean, you know, there's, I guess there's, my point is there's plenty of voice actors out there, very yeah. talented voice actors that don't get work now yeah. because, because everything's going to Tom Hanks and yeah. Tom Cruise or whoever else. I don't think he's doing worse. Yeah. But the A-listers. Yeah. Um, right, well, the, the thing is, obviously, a lot of the yeah. the cameo gaming characters and all that, they are played by either people that will have played them in games or by the people that are doing all of the voices on cartoons and stuff like that. All the people that names you might be like, I've read that somewhere. (laughs) So the sort of people that you would think, like, if you could do this so that you don't have to have ten celebrities per film, 
if you can have say just one to bring the people in <laughs> and then everyone else is yeah. a lower but named person like, yeah like I said though it's a locomotive that's only going one way yeah. we're never we're not going back I know that I just need to vent <laughs> about that <laughs> or may, uh, maybe one like day. I said good performances yeah. but the, you know but of course they're good performances they're professional actors yeah they're so. professional actors <laughs> and they're reading in a booth not not that that isn't hard no, you know, yeah. I couldn't do it uh, I couldn't imagine or pretend to be in those situations but yes I'm sure if I were to play a character I would probably have to play Sour Bill I would, oh, I could say, yeah I would try to beat you up for Sour Bill but <laughs> 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 who could be more depressing yes, it's already challenging <laughs> that's, and that's all I gotta say about that uh, <laughs> Well, going into the gaming aspect of it, uh, this film... (laughs) This film does fantastically at letting you see an idea of inside a gaming universe, seeing how all of these games kind of run, and then all of the cameos and the references. I I wrote down, word for word, it's a love letter to gamers. Yeah. Um, You ever been in an arcade in the 80s or uh, early 90s? 90s. I mean, 80s was really when arcades took off. (laughs) And I got in on a little bit of that. I was still a little too young. But, I mean, I remember at fairs and the bowling alley and things like that where all the the cabinets were. Yeah. Spending a lot of time and a lot of quarters. And it was just... Wonderful to see that pulled together. I wasn't sure how the film was going to work. I, yeah, I thought it would just be in the world of the video game characters already. Right. And I didn't realize the, the whole arcade aspect and they're actually, you know, existing in the machines yeah. and, uh, you know, and, and in the, you know, electricity that powers them. Right. Uh, well, uh, that, just going on that briefly as well, because obviously going into it, you don't know exactly what it is until you see the film because the adverts did quite well at. I think they show you him on like a shuttle bus, but you don't fully see how everything works. There's a sequel idea. Rich Moore gave an interview saying that him and Disney have a bit of a sequel idea that will get the characters up to date and will explore online gaming and console gaming. So would it turn into they get maybe brought to a home console and then it becomes a big cloud gaming thing or something? (laughs) I I I thought maybe all people could somehow hop into any arcade game because, yeah, and then you see the film and it's very clear at least in arcade, it threw the power cord, which again, fantastic, it's the life it's the life of a game the extension cord was the sort of hub for everyone yeah, the the, uh, the train station of the digital world You know, it was a very uh, Toy Story type aspect to it that they have these parts to play during the day, and then when all the humans go away, they can, you know, the night is theirs, essentially, to to do what they want to, you know, cross game. (laughs) You get to see uh, Ken and Ryu stop halfway through a fight, it's like, want to go for a drink? I don't know if you're buying. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't... What do you think that relationship was? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> was it a lover spat? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Uh, uh, examine Street Fighter. And of course, there were some games like Tapper, Tapper which yeah. I, I have not played, but I, I know it. I you hate are. <laughs> I hate those games. Yeah, so, so you are the, the bar guy trying to get the beer. Yeah, and it just was faster, faster, faster. Yeah, and, and so, of course, that is the bar that everyone mm. goes to. And you know, they show you a little bit of it. He's just talking to a barman, and then you hear "be here, hang on," and then you see it's the video game flame, yeah. And of course, they fix it so you've got Ken and Ryu up in the corner. You've got another, say, a villain from another game in there, and all of the cross cameos and stuff. Like you've got, as we said before, Zangief. You've got Bowser. You've got the ghost from Pac-Man leading the yeah. Badenon meeting. You've I, yeah, I would not have enjoyed being a lawyer on this, getting all the licensing. Yeah. I don't know how that works. Uh, uh, I actually, did you research any of that? I actually have a slight story about that. Apparently, what happened, they got all the licenses, the game company were like, okay, we're fine with it, just try and give us equal yeah. airtime. And apparently there was one point where they kept calling up and saying, oh, Bowser's not big enough compared to the other character. Mm-hmm. And then... You know, they would call up saying, oh, Zangief's not big enough now that Bowser's that big enough. 
And so there was one point where the people from Disney had to call both of them up and say, look, if this continues, all we will see is their feet in the room. This is stupid. Can we please compromise on this? And so, of course, if you look at it, I think Bowser is just kind of bulky and a bit bigger than Zangief, but Zangief is the second biggest guy in the room. So a lot of, I think, little compromises had to be made here and there. And from what I understand, the game companies were fairly good about getting this done. Exposure is exposure, but yeah. yeah. I I, I was still hoping to see some Zelda in there or, you know, Luigi in the corner. So maybe maybe I missed it. I don't know. It might be in there, but I didn't see. Or even have something where, like, you know, Super Smash Brothers, you just see someone going flying in the background. I will say my absolute favorite little bit of sort of insider... Yeah, it's big. you wouldn't understand it if you hadn't played the game or if you didn't know a little bit about it. Just the graffiti that said Aerith lives. I loved that that was in well, there. Well, like, what lives? And it's from Final Fantasy VII. It's Aerith Gainsborough, who I believe it's, it's gotten as high up on several people's lists as number two of deaths in a video game that affected you the most. And this character is someone that you meet at the beginning of the game and yeah, possible love rival for the main character, and in the second act, just as she's about to sort of save the world, the bad guy descends from the ceiling and runs her through with a sword, killing her. And the gaming world was just shocked by this. I mean, this was, what was it, 96, 97? Like, you know, this, and it's a little too big game, and everyone got so attached to this character, and just for the decision to be dead. That's <laughs> it, I kill off this character... And it's, it's launched, you know, Final Fantasy VII has become the most famous and probably most popular of the Final Fantasy series. There's been a, there's been two films based on Final Fantasy afterwards. The first one, do not watch, is uh, mm, some sort yeah. of ghost thing, just crap, don't watch it. The second one is a direct sequel called Advent Children. Fantastic piece of animation. It's, uh, you yeah, that, but whatever. And... Yeah, so and Aerith is still in that this character that if you watch it and you see her like the back of her because you know, you're seeing her in heaven basically, and it's such a a great little thing. And then just to see the little graffiti Aerith lives is like that that thing in the background. That was my favorite piece of. I'm, I'm sure there's hundreds of those things that I yeah. didn't get, and you know I, I've caught probably thirty or forty, and you know, yeah, and I thought you know I probably caught most of them, but I'm sure I didn't. Oh you know? yeah, um, I, it's definitely one I want to slow mo through yeah. at certain points when I buy it. Well, was was there any anything in particular like gaming related for you that you were like, oh, I really like that they did that. Like, I, mean, um, I know you're a Halo fan, so did you just enjoy the Heroes Duty well, section? Well, that's my modern love. Yeah. Uh, I still love the old cabinet games. Right, you know, so. um, you know, I love Pac-Man and Cubert. So I played lots of Cubert and Pac-Man, and you know, a lot of those just very intense. Really, you relied on hand-eye coordination and a lot of skill. Yeah. <laughs> just you know, just difficulty was crazy on those games and now yeah. the the no trend is the well. trend is to make them look beautiful and you just press a button and the character does a pre-programmed animation for 10 seconds yeah and i mean while like i said i love halo it's you know that's where gaming is now yeah and thank god there's still the independent games that are on xbox and arcade games that still keep that alive that oh, yeah. tradition but I mean, I, yeah, I loved seeing Zangief right off the bat because I was a big Street Fighter player, uh, yeah, Street Fighter right. 2 player. started playing on the PC, and I mean, and I played it in the arcades. Right. And I loved seeing Pac-Man and Qbert. And I did like the, the Madanon meeting. Like, you see it in a room, and then when they leave, you realize they're in Pac-Man. <laughs> you yeah, get they to were see. in the Pac-Man's game, yeah. yeah, yeah that, that was, that was a nice little And he takes the cherry, yeah, yeah with the, the cherries with him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was nice. And uh, yeah, I, I, there was something I loved, but I'm going to share it at the very end. Okay. Um, now I'm not going to reveal it, but uh, yeah, no. I will kind of tease it. But. Well, yeah, and I... Uh, go ahead, sir. No, I was just going to say, when I first heard about this film, and I first saw the trailer, and like you, know, you, see, you hear him narrating, and then after 15 seconds, it cuts to the room, and you're like... That's the ghost from Pac-Man. That's Doctor Robotnik. That's mm. Bowser. What's going on here? Yeah. 
And so it was just like, oh, I couldn't wait to see this film. And when I went to see it, I wasn't let down by that bit. I wasn't let down by how they treated the game. I did kind of want to see a little bit more, probably just because I'm, I'm a bit of a gamer, so I want to see a little bit more cameos or maybe fleshed out. Like mm. Sonic was in there, but he's a billboard advertising. Yeah. I, I, I understand thing, possibly so. from their perspective, if you start getting cameos, then someone's going to say, why wasn't my character in there? Yeah. Why wasn't the character <laughs> I love in there? And then it's a movie of all cameos yeah. and there's no time to tell a story. Well, yeah, I, mean, but, I, I don't necessarily think there should have been more cameos. I think they should have just done more with the ones they had. Like okay, maybe give them a few enough. more lines. Okay. Yeah. But I do understand that they had to get it going. They Disney seem to now keep their films around about the 90-minute mark. They don't want kids so to start went, fidgeting. Went over, yeah. So, yeah, I, mean, I, I understand the logistics of it. It's just I feel like you know, maybe if they just cut an extra half a second off of the opening shot of places maybe they could have shoehorned in a couple of extra lines of dialogue perhaps the DVD extras yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> sure scenes for you, yeah, I, I want to get the Blu-ray of this just so I can see it oh, in yeah, IDF yeah, and then just see what wasn't in it because yeah. there must have been things that didn't yeah. make the final cut and I yeah I just wanted to say uh, not that this is a remarkable achievement just in these words but I think <laughs> it's the best video game movie to date yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, like I said, not strong competition. <laughs> no, well, let's see. There's but the Super for... Mario Brothers film, I believe. Was a... Oh, how did I forget? <laughs> yes, up there with, uh, you know, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington and Maltese Falcon, that one. <laughs> like, you would have Resident Evil and, like, Silent Hill. And, yeah. Um, I, I will say, uh, going into Resident Evil very quickly, the first one wasn't bad. bad. And then the train wreck happened. (laughs) I mean, I wasn't like, wow, what a movie, but it was... It um, it was relatively faithful. It was watchable. Yeah, the the enemies were... Yeah, as a player of that game, I I felt it held pretty true to the story, uh, to the world. But, yeah, best video game outside of documentaries, which handily goes to King of Kong, Fistful yeah. Quarters. <laughs> One of the best documentaries, period. Yeah. Just, just watch that, people. And, yeah, <laughs> but as far as plot, uh, structure, and, yeah, a narrative, Wreck-It Ralph takes it. Oh, I, yeah. I know it's very new. I've seen it a little more than 24 hours ago. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but, I mean, you know, obviously it's the newest one, and it... Definitely, I think, you can argue, like, you know, oh, well, they're actually going mm-hmm. inside the arcade, and that's a little bit yeah. cheating. It's it, not taking the characters and being so it's like, don't do that. Like, yeah. have it in its own world, because that's where it works best. Well, though. and if it had just existed in one of the game's world, like, if it had all taken place in Nice Land or whatever, Fix of Fields Jr., no, it... It was the worlds of every game coming yeah. together, even though most of it, well, at least on from like the first act, really takes place in Sugar Rush. Sugar Rush, yeah. You know, you, you see, you definitely see, obviously. I, I also love, very quickly, when you went into Heroes Do See, how they dealt with what the person is seeing, and it's just this little robot <laughs> like, that the person follows. So I, I, I like the idea that yeah. you, know, you, you are a part of this thing and the people are just like oh don't, don't crowd the, the first person <laughs> the monitor yeah that yeah i love how they work that in because you know they could have very easily just said oh, that's a movie you know yeah. uh, we're not going to worry about explaining that <laughs> it's a disney movie well, who cares yeah. you know i mean sugar rush they didn't really bother going into because you see people playing the game mm-hmm. but you don't see inside the game at that point yeah. so yeah that that one I was fine with not knowing exactly how that one worked. I'm going to guess floating camera or something. (laughs) But whatever. Did you have anything else to add before we go Um, into our our ratings? I don't have anything down here. Uh, Nope, that was it for me. I just wanted to quickly cover, um, first of all, don't say it if you have, uh, other than a yes or no. Did you stay till the very end, all the way through the credits? I did not myself because yeah. I was there with my wife and a friend from work and we weren't able to okay. say I wanted well, to but we weren't able to. Well I won't I can spoil it for you after we close yeah. if you like but I won't spoil it for the listeners. If you are a diehard gamers, if you love playing the old games, stick through the the, the closing credit sequence just in general is awesome. Yeah, Much I, like I the opening that. sequence was beautiful. The closing sequence was just great. And there is a wonderful little tribute at the very, very, very end 
You gotta stay through the whole thing. You diehard gamers, you'll love it. And that's all I can say. Right. <laughs> you'll really appreciate it. Uh, uh, now I want to go see it again. Yeah, for that. <laughs> yeah. Stick to the end uh, if you really want to see that. You're a casual movie fan. Feel free to leave, please. <laughs> but uh, would you like to rate first, or um, sure, I can rate first. Now I actually have given it two different ratings, and the first rating is how I feel it is based on this sort of genre, because this was a fairly specialized. It was a Disney film where you've got the guy who feels you know not appreciated. He meets a little annoying character. They have an adventure. Everything is good at the end, and everyone's like you know living the good life. So yeah, you've got no new real groundbreaking no, material. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, you've got Pixar and DreamWorks, and mm-hmm. these two obviously, this one would through Disney, but these are films onto themselves at this point. Mm-hmm. These little CG films that go that route. So basing it just within that round, I'm going to say it is a nine out of ten, almost <laughs> a ten out of ten. Just because I really enjoyed the film, I thought it was a fantastic looking film again, and I think it's even though it's cliched, the dialogue in it and how it how it runs out almost makes you not care about the formula of it. So I think it's up there with some of the best of this style of film. Uh, however, going into my actual rating, based on Did everything you I just R-rated said, for that? Uh, I'm just about oh, to. Okay, yeah. okay, sorry. Right. Given everything that I just said, you might think it's a little bit low based on that, <laughs> but I'm going into it trying to not take into account how much I love games and how much that. Just going into it as if I was just to go to the cinema to see it. I'm going to go with a minus three. It was minus 3.5, but minus three now. Because, again, fantastic looking film. They've done really well. They gave you a good feel of how each game was, how the arcade game felt, how Heroes Duty was basically Halo. Like, that's how mm-hmm. that felt. And then Sugar Rush is its own completely I felt more of Gears of War, but okay. Well, okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going based on that. The Halo 4 came out recently, so we're going with that. All right. So that was really good. The fact that it was so... The first lesson, half of it, was so sort of gamer's paradise might put a few people off. So that is why I've put it down just a bit from where I would have put it. But yeah, I think minus three for the overall film. Like, still a good film. Definitely go see it. <laughs> yeah. And Absolutely. there are some people out there that will just love it. <laughs> yeah. And... I did. I really enjoyed it. But as an overall arcing thing, trying to take love of video games out, about a minus three, I think. Okay. I think that's fair. Uh, for me, I can't really separate the gaming aspect. It's I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm a gamer. Uh, it's, you know, other than movies, it's one of my main passions. And yeah. I felt it treated gamers with respect, with, I don't know. Uh, yeah. and, and it was very truthful and very honest. It, you know, yeah, it didn't did, play down. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Definitely gave respect yeah. to video game and yeah. video game players. But, uh, yeah, so for that, it's hard for me to separate and just review it as a film that I didn't love because it was about video games <laughs> or right. it had that aspect to it. So, I don't know. I would have to say... Minus 2.5 for me. Um, right. Overall, that's, I think, I don't know, I think I rate a little hard. I don't know. I'm, I yeah, tend to be maybe a little lower I'm, on my scores. but uh, I, I'm Yeah, I was going to say, I was fairly certain you'd be a bit surprised that I went as low as I did. And I thought that it. you, I, yeah. I was surprised you thought that was low. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I'm, I'm saying, like, you know, because this is a fantastic looking film, mm-hmm. I generally love animated film, how much I enjoyed the gaming mm-hmm. aspect of it. I should have rated it higher, but I was trying to. I'm trying to rate it now based mm. on just your average Joe going to yeah. see it, and, and and then giving my opinion on top of it of like you know, yeah. as I said, someone like me and someone like you who loves games and who likes seeing animated film done well, this is a must see. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> as an overall body mm. of work, mm-hmm. about a minus three. <laughs> I would yeah, say. And, yeah, like you, I know you're more of a visual person than myself, and. Yes, it looks great, and I did appreciate that. But for me, I, I, I can take story, you know, over visuals. And yeah. I don't mind uh, 
like those animated films being hand drawn. I know those are going to be few and far between. Yeah. These days, as it's you know getting more and more cost effective to do it inside the computer, even though they said what it costs one sixty yeah. or one thirty or something. But uh, <laughs> yeah, one sixty five. <laughs> and it's a lot and a lot and a lot and years and years of work to do the hand drawing. But I wouldn't mind you know like the washed out colors and Cinderella before they remastered it. You know yeah. things like that. The, the the pale blues, the other pale colors in those films. But, you know, I'm not trying to be a Scrooge here. It looks great. It really, really does. And even though it's a tired storyline, it's well told. Yeah. And it has very likable characters. And the villain is very unlikable, yeah. as a villain should be. And, uh, yeah, minus 2.5 for me. Uh, I'm happy uh, Disney came out with something. This. Say this is the most I've enjoyed a Disney film since The Lion King. A pure Disney right. work. Yeah. A pure Disney work without... Pixar being involved, you know. Yeah, Even very much Pixar, so. I don't know, I don't know, probably a lot of Pixar programming or whatever was used, but yeah. without their name on it. Right. Uh, so good job, Disney. Um, I'm looking forward to find out whatever sexual messages you threw into this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure they're And you will perve through something in there, I'm sure. All right. <laughs> Paul, do you have anything to add? Uh, I do not. <laughs> All right, I think we are going to sign off here. All right, well, I will very quickly throw in the, you know, the general rant of, you know, do visit us on Twitter at Atlobusters, Facebook, Facebook.com slash blokebusters. Email us at blokebusterpodcast.com. Seriously, email us. We want any feedback whatsoever. All right, so I've been Paul. And I've been Brian. And Brian remembers his name and not a single stutter this time. He's getting better, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) The head injury is almost all better. (laughs) Uh, And remember, when in doubt... Up, up, down, 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 left, right, left, right, B, A. Bye, folks. Bye.